0: hey podcast i hope we are well so i had some feedback uh from yesterday's podcast and let me tell you now i am always grateful for the feedback if you don't tell me i'll never know right um in life you (laughs) whatever you say like at some point not you know like in general you can't please everyone and you're gonna say stuff which upsets people and that's normal that's fine don't beat yourself up but i don't beat myself up about it i'm a very upfront blunt honest person quite frankly i haven't upset too many people being on social media and it surprises me all the time so thank you so much for the person who reached out to me and like told me you know their thoughts about you know my comment that i said when people just go to medication so i'm gonna um probably share like a very long-winded story of you know everything I've gone through not as if you know it's, it always sounds dramatic but um so to give some background um knowledge and then probably why I'm the way I am because I think a lot of people these days when they see me um they don't you know the, you probably don't get the backstory of it so it's kind of like well it's fine for you no, know everyone's as strong as you and blah 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 and all this stuff okay so yeah let's take you from the step of the very beginning so for me I love to lead by example, so last year um, I did a project to write a book and how I write a book on how to get over an ex, I then took people through the whole journey of my whole love life because I understand people and only by the way I understand myself is that if I, you've got to lead by example, so for example, You know, it's like, well, it's okay for you, but I've done this and this and this. So I'm happily, like, you know, I'm just going to share everything, kind of like all the little hardships. I'm actually going to share something I've never ever shared uh, before on social media. Well, I shared it maybe a week or two ago on TikTok, but TikTok's a very different place. And I haven't even shared it on Instagram. I have shared it once inside my private group, but I think sometimes it always helps to give backgrounds and how you can use some of the hardest moments in your life to then become your greatest strength so it's kind of like you can either get the victim mentality up from it or you can get the hero mentality It's always very tough but you know at the end of the day the truth of the matter is that what happened to us we can't redo you know so i'm trying to think um (laughs) i'll give some background okay so i'm um I come from, you know, a valley family. I live in a, a valley town. I have a lovely mother and father. Um, they've been together, each of us first love, for about over 30 years, I think. Um, my parents turned Christian. My mother turned Christian uh, when I think I was maybe um, six, maybe. And then my dad turned Christian maybe when I was eight, I think. Um, my parents are Pentecostal, um... Christians and Pentecostal Christians were a bit of nutcases of the Protestant side of the church I can say this because I can remember being very haunted when I was a kid and many times I went to the church and my dad was just like I can see the light blah 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 and I thought he was dead and I was gripping him you know like some scarring moments a little bit from that church but um, I'll still walk in there every now and then Anywho, so that was very tough. My parents changed dramatically. I'm so happy and proud that they did change because my mother used to smoke all the time and she wasn't necessarily happy. My, I think my dad used to be, you know, a typical guy, go down, down the pubs and he just wasn't very happy, okay? So going to the church actually made them the best people they are today. My parents are known for being like the, you know, probably the nicest people in the town. My dad's now um the pastor of the church that... So any who that happened, but my parents, when my parents, I would say, "My mom is okay now, but I would say my parents are pushers, <laughs> okay uh, so they wouldn't necessarily then um take into account you know the consideration of how much I would get bullied because I come from a small valley town not that many people are religious, so I would get bullied every day in school. Um, I would tell my parents about this, and still my mom would, you know, kind of seem, deem the school, my primary school, as a perfect opportunity to pick up kids for Sunday school. Um, even though I got bullied, my mother would still, you know, put up a sign for Sunday school in my school, Keep asking all the kids about Sunday school, my mum was ready up front how I was allowed to watch Sabrina, the teenage witch, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Life was fucking tough. Put it that way, okay uh, when I was a kid, I actually couldn 't talk. Um, I had a massive speech problem. I was nearly deaf for one year, so I actually was, I spent a lot of my early years quite quiet um i couldn 't say spoon, I would have to spell out my words. Um, it was very difficult English. I've always struggled with since I um I did have extra help during um primary school and in comprehensive because obviously I was very right behind with my English. Um, due to that, um, always been good at maths. Thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, so I got bullied every day. Unfortunately, one of my um childhood friends that I grew up with, he made my life very difficult. So I got bullied from year three. I think all the way up to you know year six, every day Bible basher. None of the guys liked me. I was always a tomboy. Um, couldn't really talk. I was very shy, and my teacher would bully me in school. I mean, like really bully me. Um, he would mark my work down wrong in maths, and I would check it with a calculator, but he would say I was wrong. He wouldn't put me in the top group. He was just like your friend is a lot smarter than you you're not smart um he would just randomly shout at me so I told my mother you know how he used to scare me how he was more scary than my uncle and my teacher would randomly just scream at me be like I'll show you how about your uncle you know like out of nowhere in the middle of the class and I would drop um you know my pencil kit he it was it was very tough um to get that level of bullying from a teacher once I um Sucked a cap. Don't ask me why. Kids are kids, and I had kind of like a Home and Simpson mark around my mouth. My teacher, um, the same guy, you know. So I obviously went into school. I tried to hide my mouth from it, and he, you know, he went to me after the class. He was just like, "Well, are you hide in." I showed him it, and he was just like, "Don't worry about it at all. You know, keep your hand on your mouth. You can hide it." And then we went to assembly he shouted at me in the middle of the whole school to stand up you stupid little girl and show everyone what you've done so I had to stand up I had to take my hand off my mouth and I had to spin around in a circle for everyone in the school to see the mark around my mouth safe to say I was a very quiet child I was quite bullied but I always had like a bit of a tough edge to me um but in school, I was just, you know, like, I just respected my, my teachers, so I, I just put up with it, um, at home, me and my brother, my brother was six and a half, years older than me, um, and he, he, my brother got heavily bullied in school, so, because he got bullied, he never wanted me to get bullied, uh, which was ironic, because I was already getting bullied, uh, but yeah, so me and him used to play fight, and stuff like that, he, unfortunately, was like, you know, if you described a nerd, that's what he looked like in school. And, you know, I can remember once, um, three boys knocked on the door to um, beat my brother up. I was just like, okay, I'll get him now. And I went outside with a bamboo stick and I smacked him all across the face. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, I wouldn't say, yeah, it was pretty tough. Like, in a way, growing up like the childhood, but it was like a bit more rough. So I've always been like a tiny bit rough around the edges. Um. Anywho, so me and my brother would fight a lot, um, my brother, you know, like, me and my brother didn't get along until I think maybe 21, like, because we'd just argue, he would play pranks on me, he would hit me, it was just, ugh, um, he would literally, like, you know, like, he was a brilliant guy, he he was a brother, that's just, like, that Valley brothers and sisters do, um, anywho, so I finally then went into comp and life was kind of good in comp, actually. You know, the first week or so, like no one kind of knew. I was separated from all my primary school people, so I didn't get bullied. I was maybe doing a little bit better with the boys. Oof. Um, until one of my childhood friends saw it, got a bit jealous and told everyone about how I couldn't watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. How I couldn't, you know, watch Lord of the Rings and all that stuff and Harry Potter. So obviously then I got bullied every day again from then year 7 to year 11. So that's all the way from year 3 to year 11, bullied every single fucking day. And I mean, my friends would laugh. It was fucking resilient every single day and the thing is about boys you may think oh it's just bible basher boys are like pack fucking animals when they're like (laughs) unfortunately girls you know girls don't really reunite in that and a lot of the people obviously to not get bullied they would then laugh at you um my school was surrounded by a bunch of people that was so bright that they called me they said once karang reader to me and i had to explain to them that that's not even christianity and they were still so, so <laughs> and all boys being boys still laughed, so I had to deal with that all the time, uh, once um, a guy said to me, he said, uh, do your mother masturbate with the cross, and everyone laughed, they compared my mother to like the ex's person, and that really fucked me off to the point that I waited for the guy outside, I blacked out, and I beat the shit into him, he was not very happy, about that but then again don't say stuff about my mother <laughs> um so yeah my school was a bit rough and my year was notoriously known for being rough uh teachers didn't necessarily like you, like me I can remember the first day I swore I can remember the first day I swore and I have still never turned back since, it was like when I got bullied, and I turned into this kid that would fling my bag around, I was just, I was done, like, I was just like, fuck this shit, I'm fed up of being quiet, I can talk now, I lost my stutter, I did speech therapy, and I, that was it, I just went hard, and I would listen to all the time, you know, end dubs, and all that stuff, so, teachers would bully me, uh, my, my RE teacher would actually ask my mother, even though she knew I got bullied, my RE teacher asked my mother to try and come in and talk about Christianity and she did that parents evening and like obviously not, I knew it and then she did it again at like um, on the way to assembly, so safe to say if a teacher fucked with me, I fucked with them and I wasn't a very good kid, I was notoriously known, I was suspended, I had plenty of detentions, um, I had plenty of time staying after school, I threw books out of windows, I was just like, you know, it was, it was survival, it was, it was fucking brutal, Uh, the school I think was, you know, they was on the list for, you know, shutting down if they didn't sort their shit out in 30 days, um, I was told by my teachers that I would be, um, 16 and pregnant going nowhere, um I'd be waiting for my door money that they would tell these teachers that didn't really know me they would tell my friends uh don't bother with her she's going nowhere she's going to get you down so safe to say it was tough okay but I did have some teachers which saw more light in me and I've always hated wasting my time so I finally made it through school um in year 10 I decided, fuck this, I'm going to get some GCSEs, it's time to put my head down, so I did, the thing about school, it wasn't that I was a dull kid, I was just bored, I could do the work, and I did the work quickly, and I was so bored, so it just shows, you know, it, you do, it just doesn't matter, so anywho, so that was school, um, obviously I got bullied every day, so I wasn't exactly a big hit with the guys, and um, then I had my first boyfriend, Uh, which was really strange because he was like one of these popular boys um a year above me and I just couldn't believe that someone like that would ever want to grow up with me considering like no one ever liked me in school none of the boys liked me and everyone bullied me every fucking day uh but yeah so karma was really nice I the first boyfriend I had had a six-pack everything like that um I obviously didn't go to prom because one none of the guys liked me two I was a tomboy and three I couldn't find a dress so you can imagine um, I did one of my best friends at the time in school, she won Prong Queen and she was one of the most prettiest and loveliest girls you could ever meet. So it was quite ironic. And she, you know, obviously she was one of my closest friends. She was blonde, and it was just so funny to see the contrast of me and her together. So she was there dressed all pretty like a girl. I was next to her in my hoodie and K Swiss trainers with my Mackenzie hoodie, because we all, you know, for those of you who was around back then, that was the cool thing, okay? anywho so I had a boyfriend um I treated him like utter shit I'm gonna lie to you it wasn't good um it probably shouldn't have been you know so it was my first love I acted like a complete dick face. I mean like I would just pretend I was angry with him and then all of a sudden I would be angry with him I kept thrown away as if it, it didn't matter like I was just so stupid and then obviously you break up and then you don't realize to. Well, you got till it's gone, and then it's too late. Blah blah blah. So that upset me, and I realized I was just like, okay, I'm never gonna do that again. You know, I won't ever treat someone like that again. It's just terrible. It wasn't worth the guilt and everything I had to carry around. So me and him said sorry. Um, you know, me and him like over the years, you know, we're fine now. We said sorry to one another. But like, I was such a dick in school that um, one second, I just want to make sure this is still talking. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was such a dick in school. I cannot multitask for anything. So sorry, guys. So the boyfriend. So he went. Um, that broke my heart. Um, fair play, did I stayed single for a year and a half. Um, I went on my xbox that's when I discovered xbox xbox was great because my ex-boyfriend bothered with all my friends and I couldn't help every time I went out he was there so I locked myself away and I went into my gamer girl stage every single day um funny enough uh one of my friends in school um kind of did drugs and she used to bother with like you know drug dealers and wherever so I would bother with her I never ever did drugs I didn't smoke but obviously because who you bother with the teachers and it's just in my you know whatever like it's just the area is is inevitable um you know I tried once one of my friends tried to force me into losing my virginity to a drug dealer (laughs) okay luckily enough I didn't and then obviously I lost it to (laughs) the fit guy um but yeah so that gives some background of my story oh and oh I never talked about the time that um so do you know what the boys used to do in school the boys that used to bully you and treat you like I did shit but obviously me being as stubborn as I was I couldn't laugh at the boys when they wasn't funny so I could have made my life a lot easier right but I didn't because I'm a dick face like that no do you know what? I'm not a dick face I'm strong winded so I would go out drinking down the pit and the guys, some of the guys would follow you um, to the bushes when you go to toilet and they would try and force you to kiss them. And if you didn't kiss them, then they would make your life a living fucking hell. So big ups to those dick faces. Anyhow, um, don't get me wrong, I did have some of my moments where I got people back. For example, I can remember the one guy once who was in textiles Um, And he just kept bullying me in his stupid face and I pushed him and his head smacked on the metal cabinet and he flipped backwards off the stool and dropped on the floor. It was an amazing experience. (laughs) It still makes me laugh now. I know it sounds mean and twisted, but hey, when you get bullied by someone every fucking day, like honestly, you're just like, fuck you um and it was so funny like especially as well I still can't drink cider to this day because every time I drink cider I turn nasty as shit oh my goodness me when I used to see the boys that used to bully me after I used to drink cider down the pit with all my friends fuck me oh they had a mouthful I think once I went so nasty on this one boy that he cried I was like fucking good you made me fucking you know and I was obviously I was such a, a stubborn person I would never show anyone I cried because I just didn't want to do that so during school I would you know just randomly get sick I'd much off a lot of school um you know I was just a very lost kid I was a fucking very lost kid um I you know I bothered with the mean girls at some point and I turned into a mean, mean girl it was very strange you know as you do so I was a dick as well uh once I got caught for shoplifting I nearly got a criminal record from that. um you know Typical stupid stuff you do. Luckily enough, I never had a cr- criminal record. Um, but yeah, like even then, you know, police would just be like, I know the type. You know, she's not going anywhere. Blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, So it was tough. It was, it wasn't like, very easy. Anywho, let's go walk on to college now. So that gives some background of the first 16 years, okay? Oh, also, I um, have an alcoholic uncle, which I haven't spoken to maybe about five, six years, so he used to come to the house, smash on the door, and we used to have to pretend that no one was here, because that's how much of a dick face he was, yeah, so plenty of him, um, and I can't even tell you about the times where, um, he just was a fucking fuck face, um, sorry, again, I tried to multitask, Anywho, so that again gives some background on like the family dynamics and all this stuff. There's still a lot more, but it's not my part of the story to tell. Oh, and also when I was eight years old, um, I was sexually abused uh, multiple times. Um, I was, I don't know whether I was eight or six. I can't remember. I suppressed the memory for eight years and I only told my mother when I was 16, which was very sad. Um, And when if a boy tries to push me into anything, sometimes I will get flashbacks of the um event, or I will either completely go completely quiet, so it's touch and go, that's why I'm the way I am on social media, um, and I'm very fucking, I get very nasty when someone tries to make me do anything I don't want to do, I am very grateful, as sad as this sounds, I can't change it, but I'm very grateful for what happened to me, because now I do value my um body, and everything like that, you know, so I don't just give it away, um, I can't kiss a boy unless I got feelings for, and everything like that, so I am grateful for it, and maybe one day I may get an amazing husband, who also got, like, you know, morals, and all that stuff, who, you know, wait for the right person, and stuff like that, anywho, so that was, and this other, this other, like, po- points to that story, um but yeah some people are dicks like you know um I did see that person again maybe months later when I was a kid and they tried to do it again I was just like fuck you no I didn't say fuck you because that just wasn't who I was but um when I was a kid but yeah so that's a fact about me and I'm not saying this to feel sorry for me or blah blah, blah. I'm just trying to say it like you know I've shit has happened to me as well okay so it's not that the fact I've had a fucking lovely life and that, you know, like all this stuff. So I'm going to go through more part, parts of it. This is probably going to be the longest podcast I've ever done. And it's pretty much my life. I will not say my full life story, but we're getting it. So college. <laughs> Finally make it to college. I'm still on my Xbox. Um, college was very different. I walked away from, you know, being a complete valley school. We only had maybe one African person in the whole school. They only lasted six months. Um and then it was complete full Welsh white people. When you go to college, it started getting a bit more diverse, thank God. Um, but obviously, I you couldn't see this thing because you you come from a background where you brainwashed to be a slight bit racist. Let's just face it, okay? Um. But you know, I never ever ever judged. Or I, you you know you shouldn't judge what you don't know at the end of the day, and. i I I don't want to say like tombs and stuff just because like um. Sometimes, when you're surrounded by the wrong people, you may say the incorrect term. I just don't want to say the incorrect term, and then everyone be like, Oh my god, she said the incorrect term. People are fit, man. I'm just going to say, it. everyone's fit. Okay. And when you come from a valley town, people who look completely different are a lot more fitter than dick face on the road that you've seen for 10 years. That's all I'm saying. So, it was good. I made it to college. um What did I face in college? Wow. Well, okay. Um, I had to, you know, slowly leave my friends. Um, oh my gosh, this goes on and on and on. Give me a second. I'm just going to take a quick break and then I'll be back. Okay, I'm back. Right, I've now sat down on the settee because fuck me, I'm going to need it. And I, things I do in my lunch. Anywho, so I make it to college. Um, did have a couple incidents incidents, incidences <laughs> as you can tell, I still got my um speech problem a little bit um once a teacher threw a book at my face and it was quite funny actually my fr- my friend was so surprised because obviously how I was in school I didn't pick up the chair <laughs> next to him and threw it at his face I was just like are you done i was <laughs> such a dick um it was tough, like, you know, obviously, I had one teacher who saw where I came from, my maths teacher, who's a prick, um, saw where I came from, she's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that up there, so I never, ever had a teacher who ever have come up to me and be like, do you know what, I believe in you, you've got great potential, no one in my life, really, um, throughout my school, have ever come up to me, my dad's always been like, you know, my dad's been always encouraging but like my people could people will um can only um tell you your future based on like what they then so obviously like how I dream now like my, my dad could never picture that because my dad has never seen it that way if you go, what I mean, so, my dad's been amazing, like, he always tells me, it's not where you start, it's where you stop, and he's been there, but my parents, when my teachers in comp, or whatever, was just like, oh, yeah, Katie's this, and Katie's that, they're like, yeah, <laughs> do you hear I me? Mean? my parents never was just like, oh, well, Katie's been bullied, and you've been bullying her, like, and do you know what, it was, it was the best, now, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, maybe back then, it would have made me a lot weaker as a person, Um, so, it was tough, obviously, um and then so my maths teacher was a dick um she kept failing me so in my exams I had a C um I nearly failed i didn't fail like in my first year of college so i would have had to go to swanton or cardiff because cardiff was like you know so so high in grades which is quite funny because i did an economics degree which no one ever expected because i was never deemed as a smart kid But one thing I've learned and I can, (laughs) I laugh now. I was like talking to my dad yesterday and I was like laughing so hard. I was just like, you know what? You don't even have to be fucking smart. Like I I never swear in front of my dad, by the way. I was like, you don't have to be even smart. Like all you have to do is work consistently. I was just like, all the people that were smarter than me as a kid, like, I am so mild in front of them now, and I'm only 27. When I get to 80, oh my goodness me, just because I never stopped, I never settled, it's going to be incredible. So, like, if no one have ever told you you got potential, or ever told you you're smart, or blah, 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 average, whatever, it don't matter, average, dumb, whatever you want to be, like, it don't matter. If you put in the work consistently, and, like, you just don't give up, like, you'll overtake all those smart people, because do you know what? what happens when people get comfortable, they quit, they give up, they're done, they want to be top of their game, they want to be, like, fuck that, when, when, it's the advantage, you have the complete advantage, so I wanted to quit maths, because I was so bad at maths, apparently, so bad, um, went to the head of you and the head of you was just like, do you know what, I'm going to give you more lessons in maths, so I took more lessons in maths, guess what was my highest subject, you know, mark, Mass A, if I did that one B reset, because I thought maybe I got a B at max, I would have had um, an A star in mass. considering I just babyscript C, so it just shows you that you shouldn't let anyone define your reality as well, and I was very blessed that, that my head of year at the time didn't let me quit, but you know, um, then in college, I met um, the first, uh, well the real love of my life, I would say, um, met him through Xbox, I know, cute as hell, in my first year of um college, uh, by the way, um, because obviously I loved him so much, I resat a ridiculous amount of my exams, and then I went to Cardiff Uni, so me and him could stay together, so put it this way, me and him was together for a, a year and a half, completely amazing, he lived maybe a hour away from me, and it's very easy for people to be um, very nice, when you only see them on weekends, okay, um, I'm very naive, I think everyone is who they say they are, unfortunately, people aren't like that these days, and, well, it maybe be even back in the days, who knows, but it's very strange to me, why people say what you want to hear, instead of say who they are, like, to me, that sounds like there's something a bit mentally off there, um, anywho, it is what it is, that's society, um, so, long story short, one day he just randomly broke up with me, and then, you know, girls being girls, you have his Facebook password, and you can see him talking fucking, starting talking dirty to a little fucking cheap slut on Facebook, just after you you know, just after they break up with you, and you're just like, and your heart crushes, even though, you know, it still doesn't matter, because you fucking love this person, and you're an absolute dick face. um, I went down there once, completely cried in a back alley, it was like, you can't leave me, like, begging his mother to try and convince his mother that, that he should be with me, like, what the shit, um, because for me, as we know, I'm an all or nothing person, like, I mean, I've never loved as hard as I loved him, like, I gave, him everything I ever had um it was so tough and I was so young you know and I mean I I was just head over heels and everyone had to watch me make a complete fool of myself and it didn't matter like it was it got to the point where I had to hide it from my family I had to hide it from my friends like it was literally that embarrassing and the more me and him like it was all together it was three years on and off and um it got to the point you know where he would push me um, even in my sleep, he would question me in my sleep, that, when he pushed me at the end, that's when it ended, because I said, unless you get help, so I was just like, unless you go counseling and get some tablets, which is so funny, because, like, he needed tablets, because he was just fucking fucked, like, um, you know, someone, like, his little sister died, you know, like, this is what I mean, like, medication, you need medication when, like, these massive, massive milestones in your life happen, that's when you, you know, that's when you need to save those medication times for, because, like, if you just take the tablet so easy, not so easy, but, like, you know, when you go to the doctors, because here they hand them out like sweets, when you go to the doctors, what are you going to do when, you know, these really big life things happen, and I think sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to be prepared that life is going to hit us, um, but anywho, so even though what happened to me as a kid, right, it didn't really affect me as much to, like, when, um, this boy, you know, so, for example, I went to uni, um, first year, I smashed it, and then the second year, he broke up with me during my January exams, and then he again broke up with me during my, for second day of my end, my end of second year exams, safe to say, I had 40%, my whole world crashed, I didn't sit the last three to four exams, um, I went to the doctor's, obviously like, oh no, I'm okay, and I crashed, and the doctor told me that, um, I needed antidepressants, and I can remember crying, and literally, like, climbing up the door, because I didn't want them, I was like, there's nothing wrong with me, and obviously there was so much wrong with me, um, I was heartbroken, but not only that, like, I had stuff at home, my mother's back was really bad, I had so much worry that she'd be in a wheelchair, um, it was just so tough, Um, like, the world was on my shoulders, and it was so fucking hard, and, like, the love of my life, like, just threw me aside, I just, I didn't get it, like, I just, it was just so tough, and, you know, and it hurt, it did hurt so hard, but the one, part, this is why, like, I don't think anyone realised when I post, when I miss my holiday, it didn't really matter, because I, I got I can feel myself welling up, so I'm really sorry if I do well up, because I saw my lecturer, and my lecturer wasn't just a woman that got me through, like, my education, she was a woman that got me through life, like, she said to me, she took me, she noticed when I didn't show up, and she was just, like, was, you know, was wrong, she was such a fucking t- hard ass as well, and she you know, she helped me for everything, she, like, told me about, like, my family and stuff at home, she was just, like, it's not your problem, you've got to tell them to, like, not put all on you, to not even tell you, you've got your own life to think about, unless it's, like, you know, very serious and it's the end of the world, you can't have that, that's not your problem to worry about, right, and then, <laughs> I can remember when she said to me, she was just, like, yeah, it is hard for you, because, you know, your life is, like, a Jeremy Cal show, and you're surrounded by a bunch of, like, private school kids, where their life is normal, <laughs> that's what she said, and, um, she spotted that I was dyslexic, so I had help, she spotted that through, um, we would do, like, um, revision classes, and she made me read out loud once, and I, I really struggled with it, like, <laughs> I struggled, believe it or not, like, reading out loud, and, um, oh, sorry, she then spotted that I was dyslexic and if it wasn't for her saving me and like guiding me through all of it I wouldn't have had a degree and I probably would have I wouldn't say kill myself but like I would have I, I don't think I would have killed myself but like um I would have made it and I would have just oh it was just so tough like I can remember I didn't smile for months and like I didn't eat I lost so much weight it was like the someone just turned out the sun it was so terrible and it was just like I was so broken but it didn't matter because life just went on and like people you know obviously I was the only like so like the only valley one on my course and like it just didn't make sense that you, like, you just got so heartbroken of a boy and you got back with this boy over and over again. You Do you get what I mean? Like, you just looked like a fucking idiot. But you couldn't help it. So, the, like, Uni, to everyone was just like, oh, Uni's so good. Uni was, like, the biggest character fucking shithole I've ever had. Um. So the doctor put me on, like, antidepressants. Um. Fun fact, I never took them. But yeah, at the end of the day I got extenuated circumstances, the doctor told me to go on antidepressants and to go on a holiday because I was highly stressed and, you know, depressed. So I took out my first ever overdraft and I went over to Ireland because I never had a passport when I was like um twenty or twenty one. So I went to Ireland, I met my friend. Oh, I one sec, and let me show you a bit more. Um my brother at the time recently turned christian i saw when it happened actually gave his heart to god and it was very tough because at the time i can't i you know he said to me he was just like listen i've got my friends no i've got my family i've got my god i'm really happy i can't be there for you like your brother your old brother's dead so obviously you know i needed my brother to try and help me get through things but you know when people turn pentecostal christian in my family we, we they do generally go up in the air and they take a long time to come down Anywho, so, I felt completely alone in the world. It fucking sucked. I went to Ireland, and the moment I went to Ireland, and I, I saw one of my friends from Xbox, and um, it made me realise, in life, you know, that Robin Williams quote is like, I used to think the worst thing in life it was to end up alone. It's not, it's to end up around a bunch of people that made you feel alone. So... I can remember, like, I was oh, going through hell and I'd be sat in a room with my family. And obviously, my brother recently turned Christian, and like, everyone just kept talking about Christianity over and over and over again. And like, when you going to turn Christian, Katie, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like pushing. And I was just like, I never, ever, ever felt more alone. Oh, it was so terrible. Sorry. Oh, it's getting oh, it emotional now. Um, it was fucking tough. But I went to Ireland and I realized then when my guy mate was just like, oh, let's, you know, try to get on me or whatever. I was just like, I don't want you. And in that moment, I realized it was in the fact that I couldn't be, you know, the only person that would have solved that problem was my first love. And, um, you know, so it was, it made me realize that I could actually be alone and stuff like that. One second, I got you at the time. I got a little bit of time, so I'm gonna have to try and speed this story up a little bit, my life story, um, so safe to say, I never took the tablets, I had to go through that all by myself, um, I resat the exams in September, I still did shit, my overall y- y- mark for the year, I think maybe 50, I had a 2-2, um, if I didn't get a 2-1, it wouldn't be in the way of with the paper was written on so obviously I was like yeah I'm motivated I'll do it again anywho guess what after 10 months of being single the the ex-boyfriend wanted me back again of course ran to his fucking arms because that's what you do when you really love someone um so I've obviously you know you can probably tell that I've I've come a long way um long story short um you know he pushed me in my sleep then I finally I didn't finally leave, then again he broke up with me, oh I did have a psycho boyfriend in this time, I'm not even going to go into the psycho boyfriend, I had a psycho boyfriend um, for three months in this time, he broke up with me during my exams, I, out of like all my boyfriends, the only exam period I didn't have a breakup on uh, was because um I was single and that was on my end of my third year, the most important thing is I did everything to myself, And I took responsibility for it. So, my ex-boyfriend a day for my 21st birthday, you know, just before my end of January exams. Oh, one second. One second, I'll come back for a third part. So, that happened. Anywho, what happened then? Well, what did happen then? Um yeah so he threw me out again in front of his family new year eve a day before my 21st birthday my dad had to pick me up so embarrassing my dad picked up a big wet fish smacked it across my face be like he doesn't love you you can't make him love you get over it because he was annoyed my dad a lot of the times obviously because i broke my heart my dad broke my heart his heart with me, and it was very, it's very hard to watch someone you love, like, just completely disgrace, you know, disgrace themselves, like, it is tough, because you, like, you want to shake out a person, but you can't help it, because they're so infatuated and in love with someone, um, anywho, so what happened then, and this is why I say it all the time, but I don't think people understand how much it means to me, so I suffered through fucking hell, for me, it was hell, and, like, I didn't ever thought, I'll kill myself, but, like, I would literally, like, even though I was going on and I was still fighting and showing up to the uni, you know, I would stand on a pavement and I would picture walking and me just walking into a car and just ending it. Like, even though that's where I was, not my unconscious thoughts was going there, okay? Um, still, no antidepressants on this time. Um, and then you know, I went to the library and that was it, I was just like, you know what, one day my daughter and like the Rocky speech to his son finally hit me, because I realised all that time I was blaming all my ex-boyfriends for where I was, not taking responsibility for where I was, Uh, the Rocky speech hit me and I just didn't want my daughter to look at me one day in the same situation and I couldn't tell her, you know, I just didn't want to be that 40-year-old woman that kept going on and on and on where she wasn't, where she should be, because of some fuck-faced boy that's long gone, um, so that really motivated me, and do you know why it really motivated me, because I knew a woman who was 40, who kept talking about the same person for 10 fucking years, wh- when it's been over for 10 years, and every Saturday they would drink, and they would do it, and they blamed their kids for it, and I just couldn't fucking, I just like, no, that's not gonna be me, um, so it wasn't me, so I went to the library, with tears streaming down my face and I gave it everything I fucking had everything I fucking had and I mean everything I fucking had I took a fucking suitcase um I did the same pattern I literally went to you know went to the the library didn't sanity went to the library didn't sanity went to the library didn't sanity like eight eight maybe 12 hour days one day I worked three days straight no sleep at all I was determined to get that to one, and I did, do you know what, no one mark more, one mark less, I mean, I sat in front of the class, I took a suitcase to school, uh, to uni with all my books, like, I went all in, there wasn't, I didn't celebrate my 21st birthday, fuck that, you know, I was heartbroken, I just, I couldn't let it define me, um, after my degree then, I completely crashed, but do you know what, the thing is, if I, like, it, it like, even looking at it now, like, it did hurt obviously it's the love of your life now I think but if I just took antidepressants for a breakup what was going to happen when my kid would die or something like this and this is the thing that worried me the most and I watched a lot of people around me go on antidepressants and obviously a lot of people was just like go do it but if I went on them would I have fought the way I did would I have made it I don't think I would have made it um and I've learned now thanks to you know all that when i did lie down and i did stop everything i did and i did let the world eat me up that it didn't fucking matter the world moved on i was fucking broken no one gave a shit as much as i did after time the world moved on so you you have no choice but to move on with it like you can pause life but life is never pausing for you you can like hide in your room for 6 months guess what 6 months when you go out, six months will be, it'll pass, it's not that you've delayed your life by six, you've lost six months, and that's what I did once, I did, like, the twilight thing in my room, um, and so, from that time, from that moment of, like, rising like that, I always use it, so everything that's happened to me are my biggest strengths, and that is just up to that point, and then, obviously, you know, and then I nearly died as well, so, like, that's quite funny, I had septicemia, my kidney failed, um, from taking antibiotics I was allergic to, that happened the following, you know, so I graduated in the June, and then that ha- happened in the January, after I got a job at PwC, and um, I lost my job, everything like that, and I had septicemia, you know, it was very fucking tough, but I made it through it, and getting nearly dying was the best thing that ever happened to me, because then I lived every day, that was my last Like if I was going to die, I would have been so disappointed how I died, I never went abroad, you know, I never really travelled um i was still aiming very low in life um so when I like this is why when I say to people if anyone ever tells you that a holiday you can't go in on a holiday and fix shit you fucking can I know you can because that's when I do it so if you notice why I never get really low one now because I I go through maybe years ago I used to have four to five months periods where I felt completely numb anyway because obviously I went through a lot I was just used to like numbing and you know quite hard face that I could just kind of switched off my emotions in a way. Um I couldn't be alone. So yeah, you co- so now I go on holidays like I know that I would never sacrifice my happiness for some money. Um Sorry. Um I got to go in like 10 minutes. So yeah, no, I've honestly I've learned so much about myself is pretty unfucking real. I'm not going to lie to you. Um but yeah, but that was only because I went through so fucking much, and, like, it's not even, like, even, like, any of that story, it, it, don't get me wrong, it's building blocks to who I am, but, like, the the whole point of what happened to me and how I'm so strong is it was what happened, like, two years ago as well, so how people tell their life, you can tell a lot about them, like, I fucking, like, when people tell me they have a shit time, I'm so excited for them, because, you know, when you have a shit time, like, that is your biggest rise, like, I know it hurts you when you beat you to the knees, so my top tip for don't getting depressed, um, it's, like, yeah, the reason why people gotta get on antidepressants is because they've stopped so much, and they have stopped themselves alive, this is why now I say, you know, like, please go on fucking holiday, fuck that, you know, don't bother going on nights out and everything, just go on fucking holiday, honestly, life is so much different when you can create an outside view for yourself and you realise what's worth it or not, listen to motivational speeches, fucking fill your mind with positive shit, always crawl every day, don't break the momentum, um, don't give up, and understand, like, that's life, isn't it, you know, we listen to motivational speeches, we watch films, but we're not willing to go through it, films are always based on people's ideas, or what people's gone through anyway, um, so yeah, I hope, I hope you understand, like, I, I say the, it's not the fact I'm really against, like, medication and stuff, I just don't think, like, I think today, you know, how people is, like, people are not front when they're upset and hurt and depressed, like, people, if people are just, people don't talk about it, hence why I really love mental health muscle, like, you need to understand, yes, we all get low, we all get sad, but you know what's really good as well, we, we there's keywords to everything, and the keywords, a keyword is just mainly a fucking lifestyle, that's what you could do, you got to be self-aware, wash your trigger points, what gets you low, then you got to put in the work to fucking, do that, so you can't do it by yourself, I just think a lot of people don't want to do things by themselves, for example, that's why people, you know, may take supplements, and not willing to, you know, do the diet, people want to take pills to lose the weight, do you know what I mean, like, there's always a lot of work that you can do, it's just sometimes it's very hard to put in that work, and obviously, when you're so low, it is, so first of all, you know, life is going to smack you, like, obviously, life's smack on the weekend, um, but I'm still you. I'm still showing up, I still haven't stopped, um and obviously you know this is what I'm saying, so like don't ever take offense like you know what you've got in your life and you you'll know from your own experiences of when you stopped and got completely low and like everyone's got different things like you know like everyone's got different mental illnesses and all this stuff right so i'm not saying like you know but you just gotta do you but the most important thing is that you can do to help yourself is get a fucking lifestyle there you know get morning routine wake up earlier more facial speech while you eating you know, working out, you don't have to work out, work out, just do dancing, like, what are you doing to help yourself, because, like, I see people on, like, antidepressants, who's still on them, and it just numbs you out, you know, and sometimes, well, I can see, you know, it's kind of like plugging into the matrix in a way, um I know I know it's very hard to give like a complete answer, but I'm just saying you what like what I do. So I hope you understand, yeah, I've been through that, but I've gone gotten through it all by myself. So when people are like, How are you so strong? It's not the fact that I was fucking born this way or I have this mint, you know, this fucking gift or ability. It's the fact is that I went through it and that's how you get stronger. Like that is literally how you get stronger. That's how life don't win. That's how you fucking win at life so I hope it really helps, honestly, I really hope it does, um, I am, like, I think the world of everyone that shows up, like, obviously, the fact that you listen to this podcast, and if you fucking make it this fucking far, then, wow, um, that you are clearly doing something for yourself, so then that's all you can do, but it's obviously, you know, it's always a slippery slope to get off the medication and stuff like that, so for me, I can't protect my kid from life hitting them, but I can lead by example. So I will be leading by example with my kids to not, you know, take medication because I've done it myself. You'll hear about Mel Robbins, you know, when her kids, you know, antidepressants, and then she had to go off them herself to then teach her kids. So it's always, it's always a lot harder when you're just doing it for you, obviously. Um, I'm sorry if the answer isn't like perfect. But, like, you know, first of all, I think work should be done. And then if you can't do any work, then, you know, go on the tablets. Life is fucking hard, you know. Life is very hard. Um, and just be up front with yourself. Like, don't bother lying, you know. We all go through our stuff. Try not to break the momentum. And honestly, just go on fucking all day. Like, if you've got to fucking get an overdraft out, just go on fucking all day. It's not worth it. You can make fucking more money. Like money solves so many problems. It's unreal. Anywho, um, longest podcast I've ever done is in a three parts. Um, maybe four now. Um, but yeah. Sorry about all that. Um, I hope it helps and honestly, you know, and I know like this isn't again, two years ago I went through even a worse part of my life. And I still didn't take antidepressants because I knew I made it through what I did in uni, I made it through that, I could make it through that and I always kind of knew that I would make it through anything, it was kind of like, do I need to make it through this though so, and hence why then I made different decisions and I changed jobs and all that stuff. Yes, I hope it helps, let me know your feedback, I'm sorry if I did offend anyone, I'm sorry if I still do offend anyone, Um, you know, we all got our opinions for me clearly, um, I'm willing to embrace know all I'm willing to get punched in the face it's very hard um and I kind of maybe I'm a bit more sick and twisted where I'm just like right fuck you all um we'll see you know so I hope it helps have an amazing day see ya